Working on the weekend like usual Way off in the deep end like usual Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up Know you see my text, baby, please say something Wine by the glass, your man, a cheapskate, huh? Niggas gotta move off my release day, huh? Bitch, this is fame, not clout I don't even know what that's about, watch your mouth Baby, got an ego twice the size of the crib I can never tell a shit, it is what it is Said what I had to and did what I did Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid Virgil got the paddock on my wrist, doing front flips Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dumb shit Working on the weekend like usual Way off in the deep end like usual Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist, going nuts Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush It's cool, man Got red bottoms on His life is good you know what I mean? Like, uh, hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain, automotive bitch. Ooh, dropped three dollars on the rain, cause it's been the truck, little bitch. Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, ain't been the same since. Ooh, granted, she was standing right there while I catch a play on the brick. Ooh, I made them little niggas go hate while I Taliban in this bitch. Ooh, I done been down bad in them trenches, had to ride with that stick. Ooh, who gave you pills? Who gave that dust? Pluto Central and lick. Ooh, too many convicts. They enrolled me to play in this shit. Ooh, found about nonsense. Get old summer spreading this bitch. Ooh, they had the counter light lighting it up. Nigga, hand it back. Get it. Ooh, I'm on a PJ lighting it up. Backwood full of sticky. Ooh, I'm trying to tote that Drake or London and it's extended. Ooh, they got a stretcher, nigga. How we gon' die for this shit? Ooh, yeah, I ride for my niggas. I lie to my bitch. Ooh, we some poor high class niggas. Made it. We rich. Yeah, I was at the band though. Got a penthouse for a closet. Ooh, it's like a shadow. Lit on my neck, my wrist. Ooh, I got pink toes that talk different languages. Ooh, got promethazine in my blood and Percocet. Uh, hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on a nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain, automotive bitch. Ooh, dropped three dollars on the rain, cause it's been the truck, little bitch. Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, ain't been the same since. That's by the time I call him Serena. I go tremendo for new fettuccine. All fat though, claret the pinky. All fat though, we order the Fiji. I'm in the loop with the voo, I'm in the loop with the woo. Which one you working? I put your face to the news. I put the puss on the shirt. After I murk it, it make him go shoot up the hearse. Cost me a quarter bird. Niggas birthday and you a maniac, a fucking alien. How you spurgin'? Got that kitty cat on having fun with that. Going burkin'. Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain, automotive bitch. Ooh, dropped three dollars on the rain, cause it's been the truck, little bitch. Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since. Ooh, hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Hundred thousand on the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger. All right, good day, good day. Um, God bless you. I hope you're on your way to a blessful day, a blissful day of awakening, reawakening, renewal, 
But at the same time, I hope that more so than anything, that today is a brighter and greater day than yesterday and the days before. So, speaking of hoping that things are better, I've been watching this whole controversial way of thinking, this whole way of observing the relationships that happen between a man and a woman, a woman and a man, a man and a man, a woman and a woman, and the thought of how infidelity and cheating come about and come across. We've heard different views for years, for decades. The old argument, was she doing enough? Was he doing enough? Maybe emotionally they weren't available. Maybe sexually they didn't give enough. Or maybe, just maybe, it was ego. Maybe they were trying to check and flex and see if they still had it, if they could still get it, if they could still do it. And the crazy part is, it ended up boiling down and chopping up to men cheat the most, but women do it better because they're more sneaky. And I hate to say it, they even threw out the word conniving, which kind of irks me a little bit because if you think about it, the underlining sense that cheating has to come all the way down to a specific men cheat more. I don't think so. Personally, from what I've learned and I've observed in life, I've seen some very uh, openly willing females that were cheaters. If the opportunity came up, they were willing to take it. If the right opportunity presented itself. But also. I've seen men. When the right opportunity presented itself. When the time had time. They would have jumped on it. But I learned this. I was listening to. um, The breakfast club today. And. Charlemagne said something. That honestly. (laughs) It was something that hit me to my core. Because what he was saying was, when he used to cheat, he did it for ego. He did it for pride. To go out and say, I did that, I could do that. Yeah, I still got it. Knowing that he had a wife. He still has his wife, by the way. But knowing he had someone that was waiting on him at home. But just because he could, he had the ability to. Just because the door was open, he was going to walk through it. It didn't mean he didn't love his wife. He just had an open opportunity for whenever, wherever he could have done so, so he did so. Now, he was getting in, he was also jumping on the argument with Joe Budden and Kevin Hart. The money, women were throwing themselves at them. Women were just pouring it out at them. And the money is what caused them to cheat. No, no, no. No, no, no. When you really, 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 really love someone. And I'm talking about love to the point to where the thought of you going and sleeping with someone else. Turns your insides upside down. The idea, if they did that to you, how sick you would be. Knowing that they stepped out on you. Slept with someone else, kissed someone else, and turned around and came home to you to make out with you, sleep with you, have sex with you. That type of pain 
should be enough to stop you from sleeping with someone else. But I heard someone say a long time ago that a man will cause an argument. He'll cause a fight. He'll cause a rift so bad it'd be justifiable for him to leave the house. Because in that way he has an excuse. When he comes, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Uh, I wasn't thinking we got into a real bad fight. And, and I, I wasn't thinking. It wasn't because of you. And, 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 and I'm sorry. That ish has to stop. That, that can't be a viable excuse anymore. You were pissed off at me. So your dick slipped into somebody else. Seriously? You were that pissed off at me. You took your clothes off. You laid down or you stood up. And you screwed somebody else. How is that okay? How is that even understandable? How is that? If you think about, and I'm not even talking about in retrospect. I'm talking about in actuality. How is that even something you can justify with a clear conscience? Oh, no, no. Ladies, you're not out of the woodworks either. Because you will play the sympathy plea employ. For so many times, so many months, so many weeks, so many years. Oh, he wasn't talking to me. We couldn't communicate. I was trying to get him to talk to me. Were you trying to talk to him? Were you trying to get his attention? Were you telling him, babe, if you don't pay attention to me, I'm walking out. I'm stepping out. I won't be here when you come back. And when you come back, it will not be the same way it was when you left or when I left. But some women don't do that. They'll be neglected, feel neglected, and won't say anything. They won't even try to do anything. You changed your hair and he didn't notice. I'm so sorry he didn't notice that you changed your hair. But did you ever take a second to think? About his his time, his schedule, what's going on in his world. A lot of times we get so congested into me, 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 me. What about me? What about me? What about me? I, hello, I'm standing here. I, I, I. Your eyes and your me's. What happened to us? What happened to we? What happened to togetherness? A lot of times we get separated because we take over the initiative to say, hello. I'm here, recognize, no, 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 both genders, no, people have emotions, people are complex, anytime you put your emotions and your complex nature over somebody else's, you're going to get stumped on, you're going to get railroaded, and the only reason why I can say that is because I'm a person, and I can honestly admit this, a man told me once, and this caught me off guard. He said, like literally, this was like literally like the morning after. He go like he goes into this whole like we were talking about all the things that we could have done, all the things we should have done, and how things were coming about. And then I was like, you know what, whatever. And I, and then I was joking when I said when I was joking. Keep in mind, I was kidding with him. And I said, man, I should have screwed you this morning. Yeah, you should have because I never turned down pussy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. I never turned down pussy. You're an artist. You tour the world so many days. So many weeks, I should say. And months out of the year. 
You're away from me. You're out of my hands. You're out of my arms. You're away from my lips. You're away from my body. And the fact that you can say to me with a clear conscience, you don't turn down pussy. Where do you think that puts me as a female? Where do you think that puts me in the world and the realm of actuality of why I didn't kick your tail? <laughs> I caught myself. Reason why I didn't get about myself and maul your face. No, that's not an excuse. I know, I know, I know. That's not very Christian-like. That's not very godly-like. That's not very lady-like. But to some women, that would have been justifiable to go to the extreme with that. But I will admit, there are some men that sometimes, to them, because that's that's just sex. That was just that night. That was just that tour. That was just that trip. It wasn't personal. He wasn't connected to them. When he was in them, he was just in them. He wasn't with them. It was just sex. It was just her pussy. It was just her slobbing his knob. It had nothing to do with you. It wasn't about you. And that always used to trip me up. Because I remember the first time I heard it from a, a man, a different man, years before him, he said, um, <laughs> He said, I was in Europe when that happened. That day didn't even happen for you yet. See, so that day that happened for you didn't even happen yet. Because that day was already started just as your day was ending. So that was, so you're talking about the past that you haven't even experienced yet in the future. So, you're, you're, you're talking about two different time zones. You're talking about two different issues. You need to calm down. You need to pipe down because it's not that serious. It wasn't even in your time zone. Which used to, when I, when I heard him say that the first time, it wasn't even in my time zone. So, why would I get so pissed off? Well, first off, you cheated on me. Second off, I don't care if it happened yesterday and I just found out about it today the point is yesterday you cheated on me and now I'm aware that you did it so I have every right to reserve whether or not I want to lay with you if anything I should say you know what until you get tested because according to what I heard this party was as you guys say lit and apparently it wasn't one person you slept with you had a threesome so, um, in my world, you didn't just cheat on me with one chick. You, she brought her friend. So you cheated on me with two females. See, it's little things like that. It's like a man can justify sleeping with multiple people and saying, you know, it wasn't about you. It wasn't personal. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. I really care about you. I really love you. Love doesn't. Love would have got your tail up and would have walked the fart out the room. Or wouldn't have introduced the room to that. That's ludicrous. But, and ladies, you're not, you're, you're not a scapegoat in this. It's the same thing if you, if you're with a man, but you cheat on him with another female. That's still cheating. Gender really doesn't matter. You stepped out on somebody that you're supposed to emotionally, 
you're going to be with or you're with. And then it's the same thing. Like you have a threesome with this person. With your with your partner. But then in that threesome, somewhere along the, along the lines becomes a twosome and he's not included. That cheating is still cheating. And I get it. Some people say that females do it for emotional reasons. Which brings me back to what I was saying earlier. He didn't notice I changed my hair. He didn't notice this. He didn't notice this. I was trying to talk to him. I was trying to talk. Were you trying to talk to him? Were you trying to get his attention? A lot of times we get so wrapped up into what we're doing. We forget our partner has pain too. And this has been the hugest argument. Um, And I hate to bring it racial wise. But this is where this is going to have to go. Racially we do this. I'm talking about black men. I'm talking about Hispanic men. My Mexican brothers. I'm talking about my Puerto Rican brothers. I'm talking about my native brothers. I'm talking about my Hawaiian brothers. I'm talking about my my brothers of nationalities. Mixed races. We, we always take the high standard to say a man doesn't have as much pressure as we have. Bull crap. A man has to not only maintain his status in the relationship, financial well-being. He has to maintain the security. He has to maintain the foundation that he laid out for you because that was your rules. That was your plateau. That's what he had to do to get with you. That's the money he had to make to be in your face. So now that he's making that money to be in your face, to keep in your face, to keep up your lifestyle, to keep up with you desire. Now you're upset because he has to work every day. Oh my God. Because he has to work every day. Are you going to work every day? Are you going to go in and put the same hours, amount of hours he puts in so you can drive that car? So you can live in this neighborhood? So you can go to the mall and spin, spin, spin? That takes time. That takes going to work. That takes long hours. That takes being tired. I was with a man. Who and I took and it was it was shameful on my end because he would come home from work. I would have cleaned the house, dinner would be ready, and I would be ready to get it up and get it on. But he just came home from work. It was really selfish of me to put myself in that position to get irritated and agitated. He couldn't figure out why I was so upset. He just got home. To him, it's been a long day. He had to deal with people all day. And then he comes in. I'm pretty much half naked. And he's not looking at that. He's not noticing that. He's tired. Again, it's been a long day. He's dealt with everybody else's crap. And now I'm throwing a fit because I'm ready to get it on and do it. (laughs) These are the little things we have to get ourselves to understand. We put ourselves in these positions. So what does he do? To shut me down the next day? He tells me that morning, be ready when I get back. Because now that was more aggressive. Like, okay. Well... Yesterday, you was locked and loaded and ready to go, so you better be ready today. Little things like that. 
lot of times we set ourselves on these own our own battles that we wouldn't even have to be on. Conflicts we wouldn't have to start. We shouldn't start. But we do for the attention. We do because of the necessity. We do because we need it. We do because we want it. But what about them? What about them? A man's day and time and measurement of pressure is so much greater than a woman's. And I, I don't give me that feminine, feminist, um, lib bullshit. Because as a man, they're taught from day one. Men don't cry, but you have to cry. A cry is your way and your soul's way of pouring out and releasing all that has gone on, that has carried on, that was weighing them down. The tears release them to make them weightless. But they're taught from a young age, you don't cry. The heck you don't. I'm not talking about boo-hoo, boo-hoo, like crying all the time, crying every day, every moment, every waking instant. But sometimes... Sometimes it is a okay to cry. It's okay to unleash your pain. It's okay to say, I'm not okay. It's okay to say, you know what? Right now, I just need a moment. Just give me a moment to deal with myself, to reset, process what's going on. Even at funerals, I was at a funeral and I saw so many men, grown men, it seemed almost as if they were too afraid to cry. It seemed almost as if the idea of crying in public was so beneath them because it took them down another notch in being a man. It doesn't. And it wouldn't have. But then I saw other men that were vulnerable enough. They were open enough. They were willing enough to show emotion. There's nothing wrong with showing emotion. There's nothing wrong with opening up yourself and saying, Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I love this person. Yes, I love that man. Yes, I love that woman. Yes, I love that child. It's okay. We have to stop and take, we have to take off these stigmas that we put on each other. Because it's, it's really just hurting us. It's not making anybody better. It's breaking us down to a point to where we can't emotionally be open and available, which makes relationships so hard because he wants to unleash to her, you know what, baby, I feel like we need to sit down. We need to talk about this. Right now, I don't feel like you're you're respecting me as a man. And sometimes, brothers, it's okay to say that. Baby, excuse me, you forget I'm the man here. You said you wanted me to be the man in your life. Let me be the man. Let me lead. And that's the biggest thing I've said in the majority of the situationships I've been in. You're the man, you're the we you wear the pants. Because it would be beyond me. One, I'm a female. I'm a woman. I'm a lady. I'll even chuck it all the way down to I'm a girl. <sighs> it's not my job to run you as a man. That's not my job. Now, if you get hurt, if you get injured, then it's my job to step up and say, you know what, baby, you right now, let me go ahead and take this over because I have a more level head because I can see this outside the perspective of where you're looking at it. You're coming at this angry. Let me come at this calmly. Let me come at this with a clear head. 
This is how we're supposed to do. This is how it's supposed to be. When he falls off, we're supposed to pop on. We're supposed to pop up. And when we fall off, he's supposed to pop up. He's supposed to pop on. But we have taken the control out of a man being a man. We have made it to a point to where we are so ballsy. We're so bold. We're so brazen. We'll get down on one knee. Fuck that. I dare not. I dare not end with it. Take the right of a man away from a man and propose to him. I wouldn't dare. I know a lot of women feel like I'm independent. I can do that. Um, You know, because he understands that I really love him. So I want to propose to him. But the Bible says a man that findeth a good thing. A man that findeth a good thing. It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible a woman that finds a good thing. Nowhere in there. A man that finds a good woman. A man that finds a good thing. I don't know where along the lines. We took the Bible away from being the Bible. We took scripture away from scripture. Yes, yes, I completely understand. That the Bible has so many different authors. The Bible has been translated into so many different texts. So many different doctrines. So many different messages. So many different ways of sending out the gospel. Sending out God's word. Now the Quran doesn't do that. It stays exactly the same. It hasn't changed. You take the Torah. It can't change. It won't change. And it hasn't changed. And the thing about them is. If anything is different from the original. They automatically burn that Bible. And start over again. So it's authentic to the original text. I don't know why we we feel. That we have to not only. Manipulate and change. And dictate and. Contradict the word. For our own. Justification. I, I, I don't get that. And, and yes, 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 I understand. I understand. I'm not gender biased. I, I definitely feel that sometimes it's okay to let a man take that high road and say, I want to marry you. I get it. You want to marry him. I get you want to set up shop with him. I get you want to have babies with him. I get you guys have already had babies. And now you want to go and set up a house. But. That's not your call. In my opinion. In my opinion. I can't speak for every woman out here. I can't speak for the women of the world. But for me personally. I would feel so. Burdened down. If I asked a man to marry me. If he. Was going to. If he was getting ready to. But you jumped ahead of him. What part does he get for himself? What part of him gets to say. I stepped to the plate. And I bowed down to show her. I'll bow to her. And ask her for her hand in marriage. I asked her parents for her hand in marriage. I stepped up to show that I want to be the man that she needs me to be. But now he can't say that because you've taken that. You took that from him for what? And that part of me has to go also to ego. Because I've heard a lot of men that wanted to take their wives' last names. 
because if the woman proposed, her last name would be on the docket. That That's so backwards. Maybe it's just me because I don't understand. I grew up in a world because my grandfather taught me. He said that the man knows when he knows. And so, he said some men will know, but due to circumstances, it takes a minute for that button to be pushed. Not saying he doesn't want to propose. Not saying that he's not ready. But, a lot of times, the only reason why he hasn't asked you yet, the only reason why he hasn't jumped to ask you yet, is because there's little things. Little things. He's figuring out for himself, is this someone I could really commit myself to for the rest of my life now? Is this attitude I can ultimately say, I want to deal with for the rest of my life. If you have a funky attitude now. I can understand. Him saying to himself. As fine as you are. As beautiful. Mindfully as you are. Your attitude. I'm not waking up to that every day. I'm not dealing with that. Every day. Every moment of my life. You have a bad attitude. You got to bring down the whole town. It's little things like that. Minor things you can change about yourself. Critique about yourself. But we won't change because we have this whole I'm independent. I can do this by myself. I'm better off alone. Says who? Even the Bible says it's not good to be alone. Yes, I know the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. But the same thing goes for women. It's not good for a woman to be alone. Idle hands, idle minds. But we've gotten to a point to where we have been so transitioned to think that we can do this all on our own. We're independent enough to be alone. No, 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 no. Nowhere in the good book, nowhere in ourselves does it feel good to be alone completely by ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when you do need moments alone. And I will admit that. During the day when I'm by myself sometimes, when I'm away from, I'll say when I'm away from family, when I'm I'm away from friends, when I'm away from people, and I get a time to just sit down and meditate to myself. That's my me time. That's my time. So my quiet space, I've had it, I've taken it, I'm a better person for it. But this whole, I'm going to go on a vacation by myself, bullshoot. I'm not going to take a vacation by myself, get away by myself. To be alone for months on end, years on end, to figure myself out. That's information I should have known already. Those are things I should have developed a long time ago already. I know this because in therapy, my therapy says that the things you're trying to work out now. So you're prepared for when you get married. You're prepared for your future. You're preparing yourself now for that day. I'm commended for it. I'm applauded for it. But. At the same time, being committed and applied applied for it, 
I have to understand that being comfortable with myself is a great thing. But if I get too comfortable with myself, if I get too casual being alone by myself, if I get too freely unnerved to be by myself, that's when it turns into a problem. Because if I have gotten so used to being alone, being with anybody else is going to irritate the hell out of me. Being responsive to somebody else's feelings and emotions is now going to tick me off because I haven't had to deal with that before. Because working on myself, getting myself up to the top-notch shape that I'm gearing up to be, If I'm not allowing myself to connect a little bit to other people, to other bodies, to other attitudes, then I'm not going to be any good to anybody in the future. And this I'm aware of and this I understand and I know. And so a lot of times, and going back to what I was speaking on earlier, when it comes to infidelity, when it comes to cheating, when it comes to things like that, A lot of times, we'll get so frustrated with a situation, we'd rather step out of it completely, walk away from it for a bit, dip into something else before we file back. I See, that way, I don't work. I'm not the type. That's not even something I would consider. Because I know how sensitive I am. I know how sensitive I am. I know at the drop of a dime. I'll cry. Because I was with the gentleman. And I remember one night. um, I I pulled. (laughs) I don't know how he put up with me for so long. I really don't. But. In the middle of the night. I woke up. And I noticed he wasn't in the bed. So I get up. And I see him in his office. He's sitting at his desk. And he's looking at the computer screen. I'm just standing there. He doesn't see me standing there. That doesn't mean he didn't know I was there. He just didn't turn his head to see me there. So I go back to bed. I I put the cover. I put the cover up. I put my head down. And I hear him get. Come out of his office. And I hear him go to the bathroom. The next thing I hear. Is moaning, I hear groaning, I hear all of these sounds that are coming from his phone. So, being a female, the first thing I do, I sit up like, what the hell? Wait wait a minute. Is he having phone sex with somebody? Like, is it? He left his office to have phone sex in the bathroom where I can hear him? Is that what this is? So I'm already, I already started crying and I'm sitting up and instead of addressing the situation, I'm hearing from the bathroom, I beeline downstairs, I take the sheets, I take a pillow and I get on the couch. And now I'm on the couch. Now I'm... I'm laying on the couch, I'm crying, I'm broken hearted, I'm devastated. I hear him upstairs, where'd you go? (sighs) Then he goes back to the room. 
He doesn't come downstairs. He goes back to the room. A few minutes later, I get up. I go upstairs. I take the sheets back upstairs or the cover back upstairs. And I take the pillow and I go and lay on the other side of the bed. I put a space between me and him. And his first response is, what's your problem? I said, you, you having phone sex in the bathroom? What? No, I wasn't. I said, yes, you were. He said, Geneva. <laughs> it was a video on Instagram. He opens his phone and he goes right back to the video. I said, so now there's egg on my face. Now I feel emotionally, I feel hurt on so many different levels. Now at this point, it's like I'm going through so many emotions of sorrow at this point. He's trying to beat it off or he's listening to it in the bathroom. And I'm thinking, I'm laying right here. I'm right here. And so he was like, Geneva, it wasn't that I couldn't have come to you for it. It wasn't that you were tired just as I was tired. You had a long day. I had a long day. I wasn't going to wake you up for it because you just fell asleep. So plus I, I just went to the office. I went, to, I went across the hall to my office. I got some extra work done. So after that was done. I had to go to the bathroom anyway, so I came in here to go to the bathroom. What? What's the... You gotta stop doing that. And honestly, he wasn't lying. I did have to stop doing that. Because my insecurities right then and there was pretty much was my own undoing, was my own downfall. Because being in this business, being in this industry that we're in, to be that sensitive, Isn't something that is applauded, isn't something that's adored, it does become annoying at times. Like, I can't, I can't be at this business, I can't go to this meeting, I can't do this, I can't do that, because she's going to probably think I'm flirting with this person. She's probably going to think I'm going to sleep with that person. Da, 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 da. And for me personally, I wasn't that bad. I'm still not that bad. But I'll look. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stare. I'll put it that way. Like, I'll look in one direction and then I'll turn my attention to another direction. I'll start doing business. I'll focus on business. But me being me, and my cousin taught me this, I can scour the room without even looking as if I'm looking at you. I can look around the room as if I'm not paying you any attention, but I can see everything you're doing. Peripheral vision, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you for peripheral vision. But it it's minor things we can change about ourselves. And fellas, you don't make it any easier. Like, I've seen that sometimes, like, you can signal your number with your hands. Like, you flash a two, a three, and then you flash a five, five, and then you flash a six with another hand. Like, Little things like that, like you'll showcase your number and she'll be so elusive to it. She won't even see it. She won't even know you're doing it. But the point is, men can be just as schemy and scandalous as females. And that's the sad part, that we've gotten to a point to where we'd rather be scandalous than to be upfront and forthcoming. So I had to tip my hat to this man, like... 
no matter how bad it would get between us sometimes. And sometimes it would get pretty bad. But I wouldn't discredit him. I wouldn't shame him. I wouldn't blast him for being less than a man because he was always on the up and up and the utmost when it came to me. I wasn't worried about what he could do, what he would do, what he should do, what he notably shouldn't do. It wasn't so much that. Because he would let me know right off the bat, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. This is how we're going to do. If you have any objections, let me know now so I won't proceed in that way, in that order. And no matter where we went, no matter if we were in a different state together, no matter what hotel we were in, no matter what we did in public, he always put me on a plateau to where I felt I was acknowledged, I was adored. And I was respected. No matter what he did. Where we were. He always kept me at that plateau. He always kept me in that level of respect. So in return. I gave him the same manner of respect. I didn't try to blast him. I didn't try to out him. I didn't try to come at him. Because that, that, that wasn't. That wasn't fitting. To a lot of the events we would be at sometimes. A lot of events we would be at would be around other business people. Would be around other things that could have progressed business for him. Business for myself. And a lot of times going into that. Being. I don't even. The word ghetto is coming to mind. But I really hate that word. I really do. But. The idea of me being so unbecoming, I'll put it that way, being unbecoming, unladylike, undesirable is the worst thing you can do, especially when it's a man's career, when it's his job, vice versa, when it's her job, when it's her career. Respect is respect. You have to treat it equally and genuinely. And that's why a lot of times when it comes to parties, when it comes to events, that's why they don't bring significant others. Because if you're that jealous, if you're that unhinged when there's no reason or call to be, why would I bring you with the trip with me? Why would I take you with me? If I can't trust you in the same state that we're in together, why would I take you to another state for you to show your ass? Why? And that's a lot of times where infidelity comes in. That's where a lot of cheating comes in. Because they find somebody, even for a moment, where they don't have to reassure them that you're having a good time. Business is business. It was going great. You're having laughs and giggles. You've had a few drinks. Now you're relaxed. Now... You're not thinking about what's back home because you're now focusing on what's in front of you and how how unembarrassed you are, how openly you can communicate, how openly you can now be yourself more so than when you were at home. These are things that we have to concentrate and look on. And it's not a, again, it's not a gender thing. 
It's not a racial thing. It's a people thing. And somebody was telling me that, like, you know, you know, um, I'm not just bi, but I'm a pansexual, which is where you're. It's, it's regardless of gender, but you're attracted to their mind. You're attracted to their creativity. You're attracted to their smarts, which is pretty much saying the same thing over and over again. But you're attracted to so many other things about this person, their attributes, they're this, they're this, they're that. So it has nothing to do with gender. You'll sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. You'll date whoever you want to date type of situation. Eh, do you. That's your life. That's your life. That's your life. But in retrospect, at some point in time, eventually everybody sums it up to one thing. They pick a choice. They pick a side. To say you're open to whomever, whatever, as ever. That's not a that's not a solution. That's an open-ended question with no answer. That's what it sounds like to me. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Not on this anyway. And in therapy, when I was talking to just trying to get answers on why it is that right now I'm at the standstill. Why I can't commit. And the answer pretty much was basically on I have to close all the doors that I have open. As soon as I close those doors, then I can see the open doors that are ahead of me. There is no question to Am I completed with this person so I don't need this other person? Can I close all these other doors to focus on one door? To focus on walking in to one space? Because it makes no sense to dilly-dabble between doors, between areas, between other possibilities. When I only need one. When I only want one. When all I desire is one. And that it it comes back to me. Just because my father was a philanderer doesn't mean that's my fault. And that's not my pain. And that's not my bargain. And that's not my cause of repentance. I shouldn't have to apologize for a man who couldn't keep it in his pants. I shouldn't have to feel downtrodden because my father didn't see his responsibility, let alone his accountability. That's not on me. And then, okay, so I've been cheated on. Eh, no offense, but even Halle Berry was cheated on. So, and Halle Berry is one of the most, utmost, attractive women on this planet. She's not the only attractive woman on this planet, but she's one of the most attractive women on this planet. It happens. There's no shame. There's no blame. There's no guilt here. It's reality. It happens. He was a sex addict. People say she's crazy. Problems are problems. Either you're going to build on them and move on. Or you're going to drive yourself crazy. Well, what? What? If she got cheated on, who am I? You know who you are. 
You know who you are. And I think the saddest part about me is um, a gentleman that I was with. Um, he was with uh, Sanaya, Sanada, no, uh, Sanaya, Sanaya. I keep butchering her name, but he he slept with her. He bagged her. And so the fact that I was sleeping with him almost was like, uh, how do you say? It was almost like a gold medal <laughs> to me. I was like, wait, wait, wait. She had him. They not together. Uh, what? So it didn't. What? So she bagged him. Or she betted him. Now I'm betting him. Whenever and as ever. As I seek. As I request. What? And the saddest part is. I took that with such a high degree. But what about myself? What about me, myself personally? At that point, it shouldn't have been so much a comparison between me and her. Because I don't know her. She doesn't know me. It never should have came to that point of thought or discussion to myself, with myself. And that's what I heard. Like It was like, you... You're in in competition with a woman who doesn't even know you. You're fighting a woman that you have no business fighting or arguing with. Because the odds of you two crossing paths. This conversation will never come up. There will be no just cause to bring it up. So... To hold it to such high regard is pointless. So that was door number two closed. So then working on door number three. Door number three was dealing with the fact that (sighs) the constant question, am I good enough? Am Am I enough as myself to be enough for someone else? And that's the craziest part and that's the hardest part because a lot of times we will put ourselves in these positions of self-doubt, self-agony just to be anything and everything to justify ourselves being human. You're a person like anybody else. You need to chill and relax on that, darling. It's okay to be yourself. And you don't have to pick and choose. You don't have to pick and choose. You are who you are. It's not you pick and choose. You want to be you today, but you don't want to be you tomorrow. No, no, baby. You have to be you today. You have to be you tomorrow. You could be a better you tomorrow. A greater you the day after that. But either way, you're going to wake up. Your name is going to be the same. Your walk is going to be the same. You will be you for the rest of your life. You just have to pick. You just have to put yourself in that mirror and say to yourself, 
This is me. But I'm improving me. I'm becoming a greater and better and bigger me. And cheating, infidelity, those things happen. Either you can build a bridge over it and become a better you and move on. Or you can stay in the slums and never get out of the gutter. So if anything, of everything, if I'm saying anything at all, get out of the gutter. Okay, now seeing how we have just addressed cheating, whether it's a racial thing or if it's a gender separation thing, I don't believe that men of the black race cheat more. I don't believe they're slicker than the most or slicker than the average. I don't believe that Mexicans, Hispanics, Latinos, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, I don't even believe that natives cheat the same. I don't believe Hawaiians cheat the same. I don't believe that it is a nationality thing. I think it's just a personal thought, a personal, um, whether it's ego or whether it's the fear of commitment. And a lot of times, and I've seen this, especially in my own personal life, A lot of times it does boil down to and it checks up to a man will do what a man wants to do if he's going to do that. That's really what it boils down to. A man will do what he's going to do if he chooses to do. And that goes from being a man, being a father, being honorable, respectable. All those things boil down to what a man thinks what a man wants, what a man needs, borderline, what a man wants to do, will do, and can do, and if he'll do. But segue into why I left TMZ, why I stopped commentating on other uh, celebrities and issues that they would bring up. And in the past, they would call me on Skype and they would ask me if I want to speak on a certain topic. And um, and I remember issuing this years ago, why I had to stop TMZ and why I had to walk away. The hardship with that was um, <laughs> I was actually at uh, the BET Experience in uh, Los Angeles. And I was at the rooftop party and at a rooftop party and um, I was speaking to a lawyer and me and him were conversating. And then he asked me um, exactly when it came to the magazine industry and exactly where I was sitting in it. And as a photographer, how far does that go? Like, how far do I extend in that? And I was explaining to him that I take photos of the parties. I go, you know, I don't like doing behind the scene parties. Like I don't go to, um, you know, after the party. I don't do after parties. So he said, oh, okay, okay. And then in that 
brief moment, he had a thought. His brain just completely clicked over. Do you work with TMZ? Have you ever done anything for TMZ? Like, have you ever? And the minute I said, I have commented a few times on topics that were featured on TMZ. His entire face completely shut down on me. He looked at me almost as if I was like the commentator and responder. Uh, it's like almost like being the devil's advocate. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm a, I'm like, is something wrong, sir? He said, no, no, no. He said, you know, that's what you choose to do. That's what you choose to do. I think that's messy business. And I said, you're absolutely right. I said, I haven't commentated on any of the topics that they've sent me in months. In fact, I've actually, um, I've left all together. I don't answer certain chat responses like how do I feel? What I do I know anything about this topic? Would I like to respond to this topic or this uh storyline that they have right now? And I I don't even respond. He said, Okay, good for you. He said, Do you feel a difference in yourself? Like do you feel any type of difference? And I said, Well, I said, honestly, it took me back to biblical, to be honest, because the Bible does say don't be a busybody in another man's matter. And the truth is, if I don't want anyone invading in my personal space, digging into what they think I'm doing or what they see and perceive, probably could be totally not what they think they see, but what they want to see. So... (laughs) Yeah, me bowing out was, I think, the best thing I could have done. I said, it, it, it's one of those things. It's not my job to be a, commenta- a commentator or an examiner of what other people do. That In my life, I don't think that was ever written in my script. That I don't think that was ever going to be printed in my book of life to judge somebody else for something they were doing. If they decided at that point in time, They wanted to go on a binge as long as they didn't kill anybody on that binge. Do you, boo? Do you be you? But if I guess the only thing I would be able to do is give you advice. Don't go so far to do something that you can't take back. Something you would regret for the rest of your life that you can't even say. I wasn't trying to go that route. But now I'm here. I messed up. I know I messed up. I, I, I'm i repenting. I want forgiveness. I desire forgiveness. See, things like that, like, if they if they, if they want to f- be forgiven and they want to repent, they want to do all that, it's not my job. It was never my place. So when I told him that's why I stopped commentating on certain topics they would send me from TMZ, it was like he, whatever frown he was starting to have, whatever um, anxiety he was getting ready to get to get up and leave that part of uh, the 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 rooftop, because <laughs> we were actually standing by the stage. It was at Drummer Boy's party. 
and um whoop whoop to drama boy thank you but <laughs> sorry but the thing is is that he looked at me and his eyes got really bright like he was excited by the fact that I was willing to give up that opportunity and a lot of times having your face and that limelight especially in the media for something such as that most women jump on that's stuff they gravitate towards so I said no that's not me so me and him had a really good conversation and then of course like they always do I don't know why men do this and I've th- I think I've said this years ago why do they always ask what's the one story that you passed on and you wouldn't go back to commentate on or if you could go back would you commentate on it and so when I was blatantly obvious uh, well it was blatantly obvious that there was a story so um I said uh, oh I said well the thing is I didn't report on it so I said but seeing how it's not going to do any good or bad now I said it was a situation with um rapper Hazel Lee and she, this this chick caused me so much hell in life so much hell um and the thing is at the time I had inside information on certain things and so that's why I backed all the way up I backed the hell up all the way as far as I could get because I didn't want to be involved in that I didn't want my name in it. I didn't want to be on it. I just, you know, I didn't tippy toe out. I ran like hell to get away from that topic. And so the thing is, I, I, I told him, I said, no, it was this artist, Hazel Lee, and I didn't want to be involved in that. So I walked away. He said, okay. He said, he said, now there's no attorney client privilege here, but. <laughs> Uh, you want to tell me about it? I said, well, I can't tell you about it. I mean, cause there's no, you're absolutely right. No attorney client privilege. So anything I tell you, you're free to tell anybody. So how about we talk about something else? Can we do that? He said, all right, sis, we could talk about something else. Yes, ma'am. I was like, how do you go from sis to yes, ma'am? <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Being called the response now it depends on who's saying it and how they're saying it because if you say yes ma'am to me the right way i oh it's it's like a trigger and a switch it's like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. oh yes ma'am really all right okay like I i don't know why it's so easy like that when it comes to me but it's not that easy and it depends on who's saying it so let me just put it in that retrospect so please don't get it twisted but he was so straightforward and really nice guy but the reason why ultimately I walked away from TMZ was that basic fact right there is that the minute you say you have done commentary for TMZ or you can be contacted to respond to TMZ it's like what People do take that sideways. And I had a lot of friends who wanted to get onto TMZ. And it didn't matter what I did. I tried to connect them. I tried to get them in front of who connected me to TMZ. TMZ wouldn't take it. And I had publicists. I had uh, 
stylists. I had other people that wanted their face. They wanted their voice. They wanted their name on the show. But I couldn't, I couldn't pull that for them. I couldn't give them that push. And, you know, I will say, I thank God I couldn't move that push. I thank God I couldn't do it the way they wanted it to. Because to be honest, and truth be truth beyond all facts, truth beyond all reasoning, actually. Because I couldn't get them on TMZ. And that's where they really wanted to be. It kind of really hit me in reality and wholeheartedly that they were more excited about the possibility of commenting on other people's circumstances and lives and dealings and doings. It was it was almost as if it was like a slap in reality because on top of that, the woman that one of the women that wanted me to get her on TMZ, she actually ended up stealing a show from me. She not only stole the show from me, but she sold the show for me. Sold it to a network. And now I'm seeing glimpses of the show concept that I had. Everything originally that I had. The only difference now is that they changed certain introductions. They changed certain um, topics and things like that. But. If you lay down the groundwork, originally it was everything I wrote up, drew up, and put forth to the network. And she not only took it, took my money, but ran with it. And I guess it was her way of, you know, I guess flipping me off because I couldn't get her on TMZ. So she sold my show. She sold it. So I don't, (laughs) it's like, how do you sue for that? Because it's your show, but because they changed the dynamics of the show, it's no longer your show. Because they've changed this, they've changed that, so you can't even claim it's your show anymore. Because it's no longer that, because now we do this. Wow. Are you serious? And the fact is, it was an attorney who told me that. He was like, but, he said, now you do have... Some merit here because I do see the the layout that you're speaking of, that you speak of, because this has been changed and that has been changed, then it's no longer yours. You can't say that she copycatted your show. It's going to be she copycatted your idea. So because your show never got off the ground, you can't honestly say that she stole your show because your show wasn't in production. I was like, ain't that about a twitch? Seriously? But that's how this, a lot of this stuff is done in this industry. And a lot of times I think that was another reason why I backed away from TMZ. Because I didn't want to have to deal with the backlash of just Being on the TV, commentating on certain topics and certain issues and certain, um, I don't even want to say it's certain plateaus, but in certain arenas, I guess, me being who, I mean, I'm a, I don't want to say I'm an introverted girl from Phoenix, 
But I am an introverted girl from Phoenix. And it's very hard sometimes to get me to be an extrovert. It's really almost borderline difficult to get me to consider being an extrovert and stepping out of myself, stepping out of being an introvert long enough to say, hey, how's it going? How's your day? How's it doing? How you doing? Type of situation. And it, it does take a lot. So I was kind of free in the sense being on TMZ, but I also felt guarded because the reason why I left TMZ was the main point. I didn't want to be featured on the show anymore. I didn't want to answer when they would hit me up. Um, do I want to discuss this topic? And they would send me quite a few topics to discuss or quite a, quite a few things to discuss. So, uh, it got to the point to where I was like, uh, no, I can't, no, no. And I, a part of me felt bad, but then there was another part of me that kind of felt relieved in a sense. Because then that meant, you know, I wasn't on the hook for anything that was going to come out of my mouth. Not saying I couldn't have backed up what I was saying, but I didn't want to be that person that was heard saying it. Or I didn't want to be that person that people would look at and almost cringe at. Is she going to post this? Is she going to say this? Is this going to go live somewhere? Is this going to do that? So it was easier to just leave. So to answer the question, why did I leave TMZ? First and foremost, it scared the hell out of an attorney I was talking to. And so, um, but it was, it was the simple topic, like Hazel E almost, it was like, be damned or don't like she literally walked into a relationship I was in and I know she screwed him. I know she freaked that nigga. I know she did. Forget my language. I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. She was, I know she screwed the guy I was with. I know she did. Plus, she, in a way, in essence, admitted it because she ended up coming out with the music video to where she literally handcuffs this brother to the bed and she robs him. And little known fact, but true fact, true is his fact as fact is fact. Um, the money and the music video that she robs from the guy and she leaves with, she ends up robbing the guy I was seeing and she gives me a portion of the money that she stole from him. And the thing is, when she told me she stole the money, I said, what do you mean you stole the money? And she said, well, you saw me in his closet. He had me all in his room. A part of me, literally, I couldn't cry in front of her. But... The sister that I am was so, I was boiling on the inside. I would have jumped on her. I would have attacked her. Everything in me wanted to hit her. But because she was my client at the time. Let's just say business was done after that. I didn't work with her again. I didn't want to be in contact with her again. And I got a lot of backlash for that. Because a lot of people were saying, you never let 
anybody separate you from your money. But I don't want stolen money. I don't want bad money. I don't want that kind of money or that image and anything that touches, that touches me. So she stole the money and there was no way I could give it back. He wasn't talking to me. He wouldn't communicate with me. He felt that I set him up to get robbed by her. And the crazy part about it is I thought he was still out of town. In fact, I thought he wasn't coming back from New York until that following that following weekend. So I was preparing myself to see him that following weekend, not that weekend. In fact, I had turned down an event with the Atlanta Falcons because a friend of mine knew a few players that played on the Falcons. They were in Phoenix and they were doing like, um, they were running routes and workouts and climbing our mountains. And out of respect for him, I called my friend and I said, um, so who's all going to be there? He said, he started naming off players. And so I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, let me go ahead and check in with my situation. And then I'll see you in a little bit. He said, okay, cool. So I called my situation and I said, hey, so um, there's a few players that are coming in town. A good friend of mine, he invited me out to go up and to spend time with them. And we're going to do this full on workout. And he said to me, he said, oh, wow. So this is where this is going. So you, you're just going to go from one team to the next. You're going to flop on this side and flop on that side. Now, so all of a sudden, in that retrospect, I was, and I guess you could put it in plain sense, I was a hoe. I was a team hoe. I was a groupie. And no matter how hard I tried to explain, a friend of mine, a close family friend of mine, invited me out. To go do this workout. And it's it's just a workout. So. Loosen up your panties. I'll go and I'll come right back. In fact I'll call you when I get there. I'll call you when I'm headed home. He's like no nah, don't even worry about it. Have fun. Do, do you. Do what you do. I was like excuse me. Are we having the same conversation here? Can there be two adults. In this conversation. Can you step away. From this ego trip you're on right now, I'm, I don't have to ask you for permission. I'm being polite. I'm being a woman about the situation. In fact, I, I said, I don't know what you want me to say right now. But seeing how you're you're pretty much pushing for a fight, I don't want to fight with you. But why are you? So I was in such a tizzy. Not only did I not go to the workout with the Falcons. I ended up picking up extra work, so I didn't even go to the workout. I didn't even go to the hike. I didn't do, I didn't, the hike, the mountain. I didn't do any of that. I stayed home. I stayed home. I dove into work, and I didn't leave. But then it turns out, this joker was coming in town that weekend. And apparently, and it it was really crazy how it went down. Because when Hazelie told me that, she got in town that weekend, and when she got there, the house was filled with um, gentlemen, other women, and I'm like, what do you mean was filled with other gentlemen and other women? 
And then she went on to say that a few of the gentlemen seem to be on the down low. So now in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, are, are you serious? Are you serious? But then when I go back to the Cardinals football team, there were certain things that were said about certain athletes on the team. And so when she said it, it was like, are you serious? Are you serious? And then when she told me about how, um, when I called her and I said, okay, so where are you at? Because I have to touch base with you to make sure you're all set up for your, your appearance at the club that's coming up. And she was like, yeah, she said, I'm over here. Da, 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 da. So she tells me the address that she's at. And I'm like, wait a minute. I said, when did you get into this address? Oh, last week. Last week. So that meant she had been there for a whole week. A whole week. And said nothing to me about it. So I get to his place. And it was, it was bad because I go upstairs. I go to his apartment. And um, he's beyond slosh. Like he is beyond drunk off his, off his tail. And so he was like, hey, baby, baby, what you doing here? Hey, hey, hey. He's grabbing my ass. He's trying to grab my tits. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, get off me. I said, why is she here? Why is she here? He's like, no, 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 baby, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It's just business, just business. So he's still trying to, he's still trying to, like, I guess, um, I guess he's trying to have sex with me. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood. This is not the time. Why is she here? It's just business, Geneva. Lighten up. This is the business that we're in. What? Here she comes barging in the room. And then she calls herself going to sit on the bed. And of course, I lose my mind. I said, you may be my client, but what the frick are you doing in here? Oh, I've been in here several times. Several times? And then she calls herself going into his closet. She calls herself, because he had two closets. So she walked straight into the closet, which actually held the safe in his closet. And then his other closet, I don't know what was in there, because I never went in there. It was none of my business what he had in there. But she opened the door to the other closet. And she really felt like she was... She was at home. Like it was second to none for her to be in there. So. It, 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 was, it went beyond disrespectful. Beyond disrespectful. In fact, I missed Ryan Leslie that night because I was cleaning up her ish. Because she called me in a panic that night that they were talking about how. Well, the way she said it, the way she set it up, because again, when she was telling me that she was at his place, and so I was already on cloud, like, I'm a f you up mode. Like, I was that upset at that time. So I'm gunning over there, and 
she's and then so she calls me talking about how they they were doing this to her they were doing that to her and how she felt like she was pretty much in no man's land and they weren't trying to help her and they kept and she kept saying how he was threatening to kick her out of his apartment and how she couldn't go to the player's apartment no house she couldn't go to the player's house because he didn't want her there so the player didn't want her there and my situation didn't want her there so and the crazy part is i get there now she's all of a sudden she's okay she's relaxed um everybody found the common um agreement of the party situation and so and he said well you know i said i was going to help manage her what so there was so much going on that night and um what really threw me for a loop was when after he said that i said i I said i can't believe i missed ryan leslie for this i gave up ryan leslie his concert for this for this so that night i left and the next night she's calling me that he had set all her stuff out outside and told her she had to go somewhere anywhere but she had to get away from there so i end up having it orchestrated to where she can get set up to go to a hotel that night which was close to the club she was actually supposed to be um, hosting. So she gets there and she calls me and I to make to let me know that she's okay, that she got in, everything worked out. And so I was like, okay. I said, I'm heading down there. So you can go ahead and do this club. So you can go ahead and get on. So <sighs> the hotel... I'm trying to walk up the stairs and these guys have their door open to their hotel room. And these brothers were looking at me like I was that call girl that they had solicited for. And so I'm trying to beeline past this room, beeline past these guys, beeline past all of this craziness to get to her apartment. And she opens her apartment, of course, commando, because that's her thing. Commando, commando, commando. So, and you can see it and the lack thereof of what she was wearing. And so, then she starts telling me about the athlete that she was talking to. And she goes to the Facebook to show me their conversations. There was nothing in their conversations. So, my mind is spiraling. How the hell? Why the heck? What? So is he hiding his conversations with you? Or did you guys never have a conversation? You guys never were in discussions with each other. So needless to say, all of this craziness is why I left TMZ. Because they would always ask me, uh, did I want to compensate on something that she was doing at the moment? Or her responses when she was at the airport when they caught her. And to me, it was like, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. And, the, and then a gentleman that I was with recently, because um, her PR people sent me 
um, an inquiry to see if I want to touch base with her to discuss what it was like for her to be in Dubai and to see what um, projects that she was working on and did I want to have a one-on-one with her. And so the person that I was speaking to at the time, um, I brought it up to him and he said, well, why don't you just do it? You know, because, you know, I mean, business is business. Money is money. And I'm thinking to myself, money isn't money. I, I don't I don't know when it came down to the point to where money is money. So you should just do it. Just do what you got to do to make the money. Respect and dignity should come into play somewhere along the lines of you making money. You have to be able to look yourself in the mirror. You have to be able to see yourself comfortably when you look in the mirror and know that you know you're doing the best you can do. You're doing the best work you can do, but you're doing it on the up and up. So, and I know if I had interviewed it, interviewed her at that time, I would have brought up so much, so much that she wouldn't have wanted out. So to keep my name intact, to keep my integrity intact, to keep everything that is whole and good in me, I walked away. I told her publicist, not at this time, um, I, I'm not going to be available, but if we cross this boat again, we'll take it up again later. And technically, was that a lie? Uh, I think you could say it was one of the cookie cutter sweet lies you tell. It's like the sweet way of saying, hell no, I'm never touching base with her. Lies. <laughs> but I guess they say a lie is a lie. There's no such thing as a, as a, as a good lie. There's no such thing as a good lie. A lie is a lie. There's nothing good about it. So forgive me. I've repented about that. But to keep my integrity intact, I walked away with the pride and honor that I was born with and that I have groomed myself with. So I believe that's answering the question, why did I leave TMZ? But that was the main reason why I left TMZ is that I didn't want to be caught up or hung up on bullshit. I really didn't. I didn't want to be caught in the business of... (sighs) I really didn't want to be caught in the business of junk, to be honest. I didn't want there to be any type of backlash on anything that had anything to do with me none of it but I will admit that the time I did spend with TMZ was that was a ride of a lifetime and those guys even the the times that they would hit me up and ask me if which 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 um which topic would I like to comment on I mean, it was fun. It was, there were times when it was really thought provoking. There were times when it was even more so, um, it was really more so encouragement to what it is I do now. So all the interviews I've done over the years, all the footwork I've put in, all the time I've put in doing what it is I do 
So I have to give it up to TMZ. TMZ definitely helped put me on that plateau. And I, I don't knock it. I don't regret it. But I do know when it was time for me to leave, I left. And I exited on my terms. No commentary needed. <laughs>